0: Hello and welcome to Darf Souls podcast, episode number 33. Today I am joined by the one and only, literally, this is the only other person in the room, Keza McDonald. Hello. How are you doing, Keza? I'm
1: okay, I'm good. I haven't played any video games. Except for this one video game for all of the hours.
0: Well, this is the thing. I'm in a very similar boat. I don't Mm. know how it's managed to suck 30 hours of my life away whilst it felt like no time at all, but I've been completely um, just in the deep end with Monster Hunter 4. So we thought that rather than talking about loads of stuff like usual, we'd just talk about Monster Hunter 4. (laughs) So this is a little warning for you, right? If you're thinking, well, I'm not really interested in Monster Hunter 4, then you might not want to listen to this podcast. However, at the end... It's not all of it, anyway. No, no. At the end of it though, we will have some questions, some of which will be about Monster Hunter 4, but also there will be some questions about the new 3DS and the kind of whether or not it's worth getting new 3DS and some of the new features. And actually, Keza knows about that. So if you're interested just in that stuff, then you can just skip to the end. However, we will kick off this podcast talking about the new Monster Hunter 4 and from a position of, hey, I don't really know anything about Monster Hunter. Is this one that is worth Me looking at. So we'll start off with the nubby stuff, the little (laughs) simple building blocks. And then if you know you're interested, then you can keep listening to the rest of it. If you're not, then you can just go and do something else. We're not in control of your life. You you are the destiny, the master of your own destiny. (laughs) Anyway, caveats aside, Monster Hunter 4. It's good, isn't it?
1: It's really, really good. It's really good. I've played Monster to put this into perspective, I've played Monster Hunter for about eight years. I started off with... This I is think, sounding like
0: an AA meeting already.
1: I know. It's, it's yeah, it's harsh. But I started off... I remember the first Monster Hunter I played, which I think was Freedom Unite, the first PSP one that came out in, in Europe. I was extremely sick. I had flu. And I had this friend called Leo who worked for Capcom at the time. And he was like, you got to play this game, dude. You've got to play this game. And I just couldn't be bothered, basically. I tried to play it at work previously. And it was just like, no, this isn't happening. And because I was sick and I had nothing else to do and I only had my PSP and that game and I literally was so sick I couldn't even get out of bed to get something else or like move to the living room to the sofa. Mm. I played Monsanto Freedom Unite until I got it. Yeah. Which was about 10 hours. I'm sure. At least.
0: The thing is, I'll kick off, and this is quite unusual for the podcast as you know, but I'll kick off with a question actually, which was from Void. Okay, Green Mushroom on Twitter it says I've tried to get into Monster Hunter before and failed. What gives this game a better chance of hooking me? Is it a good entry point?
1: It's so much better than all the other entry points. It is. I mean basically Monster Hunter is it's got a steep learning curve. It demands a lot of you in terms of like figuring stuff out. And when you first get in, like I played this month the new Monster Hunter with a few with three people who'd never played it before when I was uh in New York recently with mm-hmm. my Kotaki US friends. And we all played it together. And they were like, "What is this icon? What does this mean?" There's too many ah uh, ah, uh, uh, and they were really intimidated by it. And I was like, "Right, ignore all that. You want the green ones? Those are potions. And you want the yellow ones? Those are whetstones. And like explaining basic stuff like that made me realise how intimidating it can look. But then we just jumped in and did a couple of hunts. Like I think previous- that's the thing
0: that is, it's one of those games that doesn't really gate a lot of stuff from you.
1: Not anymore. Like I mean, pre- previously, I mean, even up to try, you had to do like at least two or three hours worth of tutorial quests before you were allowed to hunt anything properly, or before you were allowed access to the multiple multiplayer yeah and Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate finally it's like ah you probably don't want to do that we'll just let you just jump it does seem in. like
0: I mean the things that have impressed me right off the bat in terms of this being one that's good to get into is the fact that the story quest the single player stuff First of all, it's actually got a good story. I know, unbelievable. Fun.
1: Monster Hunter usually didn't even bother with the it's story. It's got
0: good writing. Secondly, it does a really good job of easing you into the basics. I find it really funny when I see people say, hey, I'm playing Monster Hunter 4, and it's really confusing and it's not telling me anything. It's like, honestly, you've no idea. Like,
1: Yeah, man. I like, tried really playing Freedom Unite
0: <laughs> or <yeah>. Freedom <laughs> This game is really good at like telling you how things work. Because I mean the thing is the first Monster Hunter game I tried to play was Monster Hunter 2, I think, on the mm. PSP. And I played it for about six or seven hours. And my memory of that game was running down a hill, trying to fight one small dinosaur-shaped monster. Great Jaggi! I can't remember. It's always the Great Jaggi. And it just either killing me or getting away from me every time. And I just found the game incredibly frustrating. I didn't have a clue what I was doing. And I just, I wandered off. I kind of, I, I didn't know what I was doing. And the problem was, there was there's a multitude of problems. One, you've got all these items in a box. It, you don't have a clue what any of yeah, them do. Yeah, they're not sorted. You don't know where to start. You don't know what, what you should be thinking about to begin with. Secondly, you've got all these different weapons you can choose from in Monster Hunter. You've got like,
1: how many are you total? It's like 14 now.
0: Brilliant. I'm glad you know, because I, I would just say I just, loads. I
1: just wrote a massive 3,000-word tips <laughs> article on Monster Hunter, so I've got this information fresh in my mind. I'm glad you have, because that's another
0: thing I'll get to in a minute. But you've got these 14 different weapons type. About, like, four or five of those types are quite easy, and the things you sort of go,
1: yeah, have a go
0: at that. The rest oh, of them, no. some of them are obscenely complex. Yeah, and you
1: always pick the first one on the list, right? And monster Hunter, throughout history, the first weapon on the list is the greatsword, which is a bastard to yes. use. It's really slow, and like, if you don't know what you're doing, you will just like swing it, miss the monster, get hit. Until death. Yeah. And so everyone I knew who was trying to get into Monster Hunter right since <coughs> you know, the beginning of when I've been playing it. They've just picked the greatsword and been like, shit, they've controlled yeah. the rubbish. It's like, no, you're just... It's ah! like...
0: The problem is... It's a different that, game with the different weapons. It's such a... With the larger, heavier, more powerful weapons, it's just... It demands such an intense knowledge of the monsters and how they how move. How they
1: are so Where they're going, um, yeah. You, you, get you, can't, to you can't just fudge it with those. Yeah, you
0: can't. And it's funny because it's one of these games where actually it has different... Senses of difficulty, and the thing is, if you play a game like I remember stuff like Devil May Cry, for example, right? Mm. That's kind of an action game that requires finesse. I remember it was just a thing of if you weren't good enough for that game, you would die. And it was that thing of being like, Ah, eh, you're not good enough for this. I mean, Devil May Cry 3 particularly was just like so brutal of being like right from the start, just leaning over the table and saying, This is the level of play that we expect from you, if you cannot do it. You cannot play this game. Mm. And it was very clear that you were getting something very wrong. Whereas with Monster Hunter, it doesn't tend to kill you very frequently at the start. It no, just means that. It just that makes it
1: really hard for you. It just you. makes it take forever. <laughs> Everything's really inefficient. Everything takes forever. And like, you don't know how to use rations, so your stamina bar is like a, a tiny little. Yeah. But it takes 45 minutes to. And then, you know, time out. You or, run out of
0: time and you can't find away. the monster yeah. and you can't You don't know how to paintball ball them,
1: so you don't know where the monster is. Paintballing, if you don't know. Mark some monster on your map. Do it yeah. because the classic noob monster hunter mistake is you go on a hunt, you, you hit something a few times, it runs away, and then you're like, "Huh."
0: So I'd say with the <laughs> thing about the thing about a monster hunter game is it does take about five to ten hours of play before it really. You get it, right? And the thing is, what's, what's lovely about the new Monster Hunter is the fact that right off the bat, it lets you start doing fun stuff. It's not just being like, hey, go and do this bullshit. Collect
1: four fucking mushrooms. Yeah, I None mean, it does
0: a fantastic job actually of letting you skip like most of the boring quests. Yeah. If you don't want to do boring quests, you just don't have to. Yeah. You Whereas in the past, if you wanted to get through a story, you had to do quite a lot more of the quests, I think, if I remember correctly. You're,
1: you're right. Yeah, like the basically all the, they're called key quests, like the key quests that you have to do to advance in the game. Like, they'll give you like, I don't know, 20 quests. Uh, in an area and then to, to advance in the game you only have to do three or four of them you have to do yeah. the three or four most difficult ones basically with new monsters also so Monster Hunter recycles its monsters a lot right like yeah. a lot of the monsters that you play that you fight in Monster Hunter for Ultimate are monsters that you will have if you play Monster Hunter for a long time you've been fighting for five ten years and it's actually quite nice that you kind of see a monster that you already know I've I'm heard they freshen of- them up as well though they do they always put in a new attack or if you're a new pattern and it's like whoa look what you do now which is, you know, if you've hunted 4,000 Rathians in your life, it's nice to have a bit of variety. But the cool thing about Monster Hunter 4 is it actually doesn't do that. It just puts all the new monsters right up front. And it's only when you really get into high rank, you know, or near high rank quests, that, um, which is after probably 50 hours, mm. then they start putting the old ones in. So they know that by the time you've got there, if you're an old Monster Hunter hand, then, you know, you'll know what they are. And if you're not, then they're exciting.
0: That's the thing I've found that's really... Most impressed me about Monster Hunter Four is it feels like a game which is very generous mm. um, compared to like so other ones. So much.
1: I mean, I hate the phrase, I hate the word content.
0: Yeah, but there's so much content. There is. I mean, it's there's just, just so
1: much too. You can the Monster Hunter, any of the Monster Hunter games, can entertain you for a thousand hours if you want if that's yeah. what you want from it very few games but this one like feels fancy.
0: like very complete in the fact that it's got like loads of old monsters loads of new ones some of the new ones are fantastic we'll talk about them in a bit
1: I believe it's got 63 total monsters it's lo- <laughs> and the
0: thing is 63 total monsters sounds like a kind of bullshit back of the box yeah. uh, quote thing but, but they're the, also but good. they're all so well like made and, and just they all have character they all have like incredible animations and tells mm. and you end up having some of them that you just enjoy fighting Like, well,
1: there's, and some of them are bastards that you hate yeah some of them
0: you really hate like, yeah. there's a few of them there's one at the moment I'm trying to deal with a lot and it's basically like a duck that poisons you it's like a duck dinosaur it's a bit similar to the one from 3 that used to um, clip its wings together and make sparks
1: oh the Yankuku! but it's not the Yanku-Ku. I can't remember it's what it is now, basically it yeah. runs
0: along and it, it poisons you a lot and it's just I hate being poisoned because once you run out of antidotes there's nothing worse than just being like I am slowly dying and there's nothing I can do about it but it, no it's incredibly generous and the important thing about that as a newcomer is basically it's I think it's to do with the fact that now it used to be that you go on a mission and it was like if you do not kill this monster you do not win the mission and sometimes it'd be so frustrating to run out of time. You spent yeah. 45 minutes trying to kill a monster and you fail. You didn't kill it in time and you go back with nothing Yeah. other than, you know, when you eventually do it in the traditional Dark Souls fa- fashion, it will be more more thrilling. You'd be like, yeah, i fucking there. But it's still not quite good enough because the problem is once this happened two or three times, you're just like, dispirited, I've hit a wall, yeah. I'm dispirited. However, what they've done now is they've made it so you've got a sub-quest. So it'd be like, Break the monster's face or whatever, because again, if you don't know about Monsanto, a large part of it is about harvesting the bits from the monsters in order to make equipment and weapons. And often you get the bits by breaking specific parts of the monster's body, like the claw, yeah, which the means face, you, the crest. You set up tactics to specifically, like you know, batter the fuck out of its tail or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And you know, the, it gets a lot of a lot of the meta game is about that of being like you know, playing with your friends, being like, how do we, how can we. Best, like, just mess up its wings or whatever, <laughs> just so you can get what you need. Um, but now, because you can just do this and then leave, you can basically, like, and I should have done this the other night when we were trying to beat Gormagala. We beat the Ooh. sub thing and we should have, we died twice. And if you die three times in total, even on multiplayer, across the whole team, yeah. three deaths, you three and you're done. Yeah. And I died twice, and it was that thing of being like, we should have cut our just losses. Go home,
1: go and home, end vice quest. Because you can end cut your losses, and
0: you can get some stuff. <laughs> You can get something rather than nothing.
1: Yeah. Um, but I love that it, it actually adds a whole new element of risk reward yeah there's a gamble involved. you know and it's like I mean if you've died twice and you're at 36 minutes on the clock you get 50 minutes to kill a monster and you're there with three people and, and you're just like guys should we just go are we going to end via subquest <laughs> is yeah. that going to happen right now
0: it's not bad and also I think the way it works is that you get when you complete a mission properly if you did the subquest as well which you often do yeah you get extra um, stuff you get the stuff for that as well so in practice it means that I found a lot of my problem with Monster Hunter so- was I was enjoying it I was playing on my own lot and it just felt like it took forever to make armour sets like I remember trying to make a great I was so proud when I made a great jaggy set mm. which is something which is very basic but it took me such a long time I had to hunt so many jaggies to get it so in this it was like with most of the bosses it like yeah if you kill a boss three times you'll have like enough to make a full set of armour yeah
1: also I think something that people uh, ask a lot about Monster Hunter is is it worth playing without the multiplayer and for me single and multiplayer monster hunter are two halves of the same game yeah like the two complement each other because for instance you'll play the single player you'll get to a monster that you can't do um, you try three or four times and it's not working so then you go to the multiplayer and you maybe take on that monster with other people who know what they're doing and you learn from that yeah and you get some materials that are, or you get a better weapon or whatever, and then you come back to the single player and maybe you've learned stuff that will help you in the single player then. And one of the things about Monster Hunter that, I mean, it's got this reputation for being so hard and so difficult and having such a huge learning curve. But the fact is, in Japan, it spread virally because, I mean, the reason it was so popular is because people were getting their moms and their, you know, their little brothers and their girlfriends and their friends to play it with them. And once you've got a physical person sitting with you explaining mm. Monster Hunter to you, it's suddenly not actually that hard of a game. It's just You just have to know how it works.
0: This is a big, big problem, I think. And actually, it's something which I'm hoping for can solve just by the fact that it's been more popular. Mm. The major problem I have with Monster Hunter is because it is built on this years and years of knowledge, <clears throat> just things, people have been playing for a long time, and it mostly started in Japan, and it's still just biggest in Japan. Mm. The problem for this is, it means if you want to learn how to play it, it's there's not a lot of resources out there.
1: Well, there's not a lot of people that can teach you. And there aren't. Like I've mean, spent eight years slowly converting all of my friends to Monster Hunter. The only person who now doesn't play Monster Hunter is, is my boyfriend, who just still... I've been with him for six years and he just will not play Monster <laughs> Hunter with me. It's so frustrating because he loves Souls. And I'm like, if you love Souls, you will love Monster Hunter. I mean, Hunter. I have
0: to caveat that like that this Monster Hunter 4 does a much better job of introducing you to the mechanics and introducing you to the world and basically being like, this is what the game is, this is how you play it. And that's something they've never really done well before. Yeah. But, That just means that's one period where you don't have to be on Google and YouTube. (laughs) Yes! (laughs) Because so much of the game is spent looking things up. I mean, like, basically the the best piece of advice I can give you is pick an easy weapon like a longsword or something, then go on YouTube, find a video which tells you how to use a longsword, then go into the comments of the YouTube video in which all of the commenters say, you've forgotten to mention this move, this move. <laughs> because like honestly, the amount of information that's out there is very small. And the amount of information which is missing information, like the amount of videos, like tutorial videos I've seen about Monsanto, which is missing lots of information mm. that's quite important. It, it's like one of those games where, I mean, obviously you said you've just written a massive tips piece for Kentucky yeah. UK. Yeah,
1: I, I just tried. I basically thought, oh, I'll write some beginner tips. And then I wrote 3,000 words <laughs> of like basic tips, you know, just like how it works and what to do. And I thought, Christ, I could write 10,000 words probably of advanced. That's the too. thing. But it's just there, ridiculous. There's so
0: much to know. And also, like, it's so rare that you find things, especially in the realm of video games, that when you Google them, you don't just get an entire page of the correct hit like the correct thing yeah, like I've been looking there's at new conflicting stuff conflicting information like equipment bias you type equipment I've been doing so many weird Googles that have been <laughs> resulting in like only one hit in a page and the hit is somebody saying what does this mean yeah. and then loads of people going I don't really that's know that's kind of one of the things I love
1: about Monster Hunter and the same kind of thing I love about Souls is that there's still mystery to it you know there's, there's there's basically there's a massive argument going on in the whole monster hunter community worldwide about whether wearing certain types of armor makes your predilection to get certain rare items greater or lesser and that's that's equipment bias, and all this like all these just arcane weird things and everybody's still like how does this work and i just love that i love that it's not all out there it is kind of fun i do really enjoy games that are like you gotta learn me
0: it's kind of it's kind of it's I'm not sure exactly where I fit on it because it is one of those things where sometimes I kind of enjoy the mystery. I kind of enjoy the fact there's lots of stuff. Like I've been playing it loads with my brother over Skype, basically, and we've just been going on hunts together every night. And so much of the time, it'll be this thing of I'll be like, "What does this mean?" He'll just be like, "I don't know," <laughs> and then he'll be like, "Oh, what does this? What, what does this mean? What does this do?" And I'm just like, "I have no idea." And it's not yeah. even like I don't know. It's like I've looked it up, but I still don't really know. Yeah. Like, I mean, I've actually downloaded a thing which is called the Monster Hunter 4 Dex. Which is basically a little program what, on a like computer. like flashcards? It's amazing. No, I'll show you. It's Do show, show me. It. I'll show you live. It's amazing. Basically, it's like a really basic thing. It reminds me of like old school internet. Of um, It's a little program you run, and it just opens up. like, <gasps> And it just has, basically... Oh, it's so cute. You've got monster location, weapon, armor, and basically whenever you want to look anything up, you just click on it. And it has like a database of everything. So you can look at what armor looks like and you can look at the stats and you can specifically be like, show me ice weapons or like... Matt, you've changed my life. It's incredible. But the thing is, it's it's kind of, this is what you need to know about Monster Hunter is really having... this. You can this, get so like, nerdy about it. You, you basically kind of need to get quite nerdy about well, it. Well, I mean,
1: I think basically you can get as nerdy about it as you want. Like, I guess if you want right. to play the game for 30 hours and have a good time, you don't need to do all this. But it, what I love about Monster Hunter is it becomes like a, a whole little subculture. You know, and you have the nerdiest knowledge and conversations, and it's it's like how gaming, it's like how all of gaming used to be, where you'd find somebody who knew about gaming, and you'd be like, wow, and you'd have the nerdy conversations. And Monster Hunter is kind of like that within gaming now. You're right. And It's like a subculture of, and it's not like a ooh, I know this, I know that. It's just a genuine sort of enthusiasm. It's the thing of it.
0: sharing information. It reminds me of a world pre-game facts, really, of, of people having to share information with each other, and that's at the moment that's kind of what I'm getting at in the fact that because there is a, like a complete dearth of a location where you can find out I mean this is great for like looking up things you can find out about <laughs> items and monsters but with, on the monsters page it just tells you stuff like statistics like oh how how strong is the armor on its head against lightning and stuff in terms of like knowing how to beat them and i think it's like nah like, yeah. not, uh,
1: like you know while we're on this monster hunter decks which is showing a beautiful uh, bone armor set at the moment monster hunter fashion is amazing the armor is like one of my friends who uh, i've not successfully converted. He stopped playing at uh, Try. And one of his problems, he was just like, the armor is just too outrageous. And oh, like, what? What is wrong with you? The armor is, is brilliantly outrageous. The armor outrageous. is beautiful. And also, the, the male and female hunters have genuinely different fashions. So sometimes with, like, the Conga set in, uh, I think, I don't know, two, Monster Hunter 2, was basically uh, for men a pink thong, uh, big furry pink shoulder pads, and big fluffy pink boots. It was the <laughs> best thing. And for women, it was like this kind of completely opposite style like not very revealing fluff like fluff (laughs) cylinder (laughs) I just love that and sometimes uh, I just really like the fashion I really like the fashion I do and
0: that's the thing is my brother like takes the piss out of me but I basically pick my armour based on does it have reasonably good stats and does it look really cool
1: yeah there's I mean I I, I spent a lot of Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate in the Plessyoth armour because it had um, on the girls it gave you a, a short like Nicki Minaj style blue haircut like it was really good with a fringe and it was like shiny metallic blue loved it and I just couldn't give it up because I just thought it looked amazing and every time I put another helmet on I was like oh that's not as good well, it's, it's <laughs>
0: nice as well in the fact that you, you start to realise that like um basically the way the game works in terms of gating is that you you get to a point where you kind of can't progress unless you've got better gear but oh, there's mostly... no levels
1: that we should point out there's no levelling up asshole. there's yeah. no experience points there's none of that shit it's no. just, what what have you got? What are it's you holding in your hands? It's entirely what based body? on
0: equipment, yeah. and the equipment is completely heavily biased towards weaponry, which means, basically, you need... The only thing you really need in order to continue to progress and continue to survive is better weapons, Yeah, right? You don't need the better armour, and, actually, it's quite notable, and... Well, depending
1: on how good you are. Well, <laughs> well that's the how thing much you get is, hit. <laughs> some
0: people, like, just don't need it. But mm-hmm. the thing is, even, like, even when I've been playing, you have that traditional thing that's ingrained in your head of, I've just spent loads of time killing all these monsters so I can get this amazing new set of armour and that's going to be amazing and I'm going to be... Done. And then you get into a fight and you realise, actually, you're taking hits pretty much just as hard as you were before. Like, maybe a yeah. tiny bit
1: less Well, it's, it's all elemental as well. Like, if you if you wear a set of armour... and This is getting so nerdy already. If you're wearing a set of armour that has, say, a skill unlock that gives you fire resistance, yeah. then you take no damage from, like, a Rathalos can breathe fire at you and you just take nothing and you're like yeah. oh, and it's like a game changer because then you you want, then you end up wanting a set that cancels out every element this is the thing and you end up with six it, of them it is very
0: much a game where you don't feel like you're, you're levelling up your character you do feel more like you are you are basically assembling a wardrobe <laughs> yeah, of better stuff. <laughs> which is just like I mean I'm showing you what I've got which is a Zamtrios.
1: oh man that's uh, good so on the guys it looks really cool I think it's Amitrios, is it Zimitrios or Zamtrios? Zamtrios? Zamtrios, isn't
0: it this is basically one of the best new monsters in the game possibly the best monster so, I know, have ever seen I was, in
1: anything I, I, one of the best interviews I've ever done was with uh, Mr. Monstrum to sigimoto Sujimoto. oh brief diversion mm-hmm. so you know how Capcom is run by the Sujimoto family uh, no so it's a family run company right oh no I do know about this and they've got um, so basically he, he just went off and said oh, I want to make this game <laughs> so the Sujimoto Daddy Sujimoto whose name I can't remember Daddy Sujimoto not very interested in games he mostly has uh, vineyards in California that's his thing so Daddy Sujimoto basically spends all of his time doing his wine business and he has like a really exclusive wine bar in one of the bits of Tokyo that you're not allowed to set foot in unless you're really rich and so the business he's got three sons mm-hmm. and so the three Sujimoto sons uh, one of the I can't remember the other guy's names. So one of the SugiMotos is like the financial director of Capcom, right? And he's a good son, a good Japanese son, and he like took over the company. I think the other SugiMoto is now the CEO of Capcom or the sub CEO under Daddy SugiMoto, and he you know runs the company and you know does does business things. And then they had this other SugiMoto, Ryozo SugiMoto, who was like fuck that, I don't want to be no businessman, and he's like creative black sheep SugiMoto, and they were like. Okay, just let him make games, whatever. And he made Monster Hunter,
0: <laughs> yeah, which
1: is one of the most successful game series of all time. It and is he's mad
0: like, how successful it is, especially because it's so esoteric.
1: I think it sold thirty-something million copies now. Monster Hunter altogether.
0: It's such, and that's the thing. It is such a big deal. I think a lot. It's funny how a lot of people look at it and go, oh, "It's a bit too. It's too hardcore for me. It's too like."
1: But it's not like basically it's you, not, anyone you like, sit with, you can do it. Then in Japan, mums mm-hmm. play it. Little brothers play it. Like, everybody plays it. And, you know, your your granddad plays plays Monster Hunter in Japan. I mean, when I lived in Japan, that was when my Monster Hunter kind of fever sort of got a bit out of hand, was because you could just pick out your PSP on a train, and then two dudes over there would pick out their PSPs, and you'd all have a nice hunt on the train. And then, like, no words would be exchanged at any point, because that would not have been... Japanese. No. Not a bit appropriate. So you just like, would hunt, hunt something together and like...
0: Well, that's actually a big struggle about playing in the West. And it's not, I mean, it doesn't... I think it'll get better because I think this time a lot more people have picked up for... And
1: also online has happened. Like, for a long time, they were like we don't really want it to be online play because it's all about being there in the room with people. And it's like, well, that's fine when you live in Japan where there are seven people per meter.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's, it's kind of been a problem. And now it lets you get into the multiplayer very, very quickly. It doesn't get you from that. And actually... It lets I've you been, go online.
1: It's really easy to go online. I've been
0: finding that what I do in the day tends to be a lot easier now. It used to be that when I was playing the single player, I was getting very gated by it in the fact that it just felt like, oh, I can't progress until I've got... Well, I felt like I couldn't progress until I got better stuff. And actually, the truth is probably that you just need to keep doing it until you learn the boss fights better and then you'll get better. But that's boring. Like, you don't you don't want to be told that. You don't want to be told like, oh, you need to go and play this five more times and die five more times. It's like when you go back with something slightly better, you get the combination of having learned and... Slightly better but stats.
1: That's the, it feels like self-improvement, Monsanto. That's kind of why I like it so much. And but you don't
0: notice it, and that's what I find funny, yeah. is the fact that you find out of the blue, when I was playing Monsanto 4, I was like,
1: oh, I'm finding this a lot easier. And it's just because I'm, I'm better at fighting the monsters, and I know yeah. how to do it. And but the, um, the Zemtrios is a great new monster. He's like a... Incredible. He's a blow-up shark.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> I didn't know about this at all. And I was sat on Skype with my brother, and we were fighting this shark. And basically, it's like a shark combined with, imagine like a monstrous dog. So it's like a big like wolf shark Big thing. strong
1: arms. It's like got a big ball.
0: strong arms. Yeah. It looks, imagine like a street shark.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it looks <laughs> exactly like a street shark. A street shark, shark on all yeah. fours.
0: Um, and it's like, which is cool, but...
1: The 90s were so stupid, they were like, what would be cool? A shark that's in a gang. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and the- what could possibly be more dangerous and cool? <laughs> this is genius. Oh, man. I love street sharks. But um, I admittedly, when I first saw we were going to kill a shark, I was like, oh, this is going to be rubbish. Because Monsanto 3, the big thing in Monsanto 3, was underwater fighting. And I, especially on a 3DS, it was a pain in the dick. Yeah, underwater fighting. Trying to kill horrible. a fucking eel with a lance... When you're underwater is not a fun thing to do, it turns out. So with this game, they've completely cut out all of the underwater stuff, which is a big thumbs up from me. But anyway, we're going to fight the shark. And I was like, it's going to be bollocks. It's going to be an underwater one. I didn't realise I hadn't got it at that point. And then we started fighting and I was like, oh my God, it's a monster shark. This is quite cool, actually. Then it did this thing. It went underneath the ice and then came back up. And it had like ice all over its body and it encased itself in ice armour and these big spiky bits. And then it meant we had to just try and slice its underbelly or the back of its legs, because the rest of it, your swords and stuff just bounce off because it's such armour. And I was already thinking, this is quite a cool fight. It's quite nice, the fact that you've got the shark, then it gets harder with the armour, and it gets more enraged, and it's like a nice boss fight scaling up. Then, (laughs) out of nowhere, it suddenly just inflates. (laughs) And it just suddenly becomes this massive blob with... Like, this big, like, stupid, Grinny, scrim- stupid... Sorry. Because the shark face, then, rather than being this menacing jaw, just becomes this ridiculous, big, smiley face. <laughs> it's just... The thing is, I mean, and I, laugh, I, I laugh about it now, but at the time, we were just so taken aback by it that me and my brother just went... We are just there, like, quite tired, playing, it was quite late at night, my brother just went, what? Oh. And, and I just went... What? <laughs> and we just sat there for about 30 seconds, continuous fight going...
1: <laughs> I'm so confused. What, why is, why is an obese, blown up shark wibbling all over the what? But Monster Hunter never, get, it never gets enough credit for how funny it is. Monster Hunter, it's got silly little cat guys. We the prancing, anima- the animations, the animations are, are hilarious. The, the animation when you're a monster in the area and you're running away and you're like, you're doing this crazy run as Benny Hill runs.
0: So funny. The,
1: the, the costumes are funny. The dialogue is funny. I mean, that's the thing that distinguishes it from Souls for me. Because I would yeah. say to a lot of people, like. If you like Souls you'll like it. But it's like a really funny. There's so much levity. There's no darkness at all. You know, no. it's like it's the kind of the 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 challenge and the kind of mental improvement structure of Souls but without that kind of mental Well that's what I was talking mental about mental earlier.
0: It's the fact that, like dark souls and stuff is qu- they're quite clear with their feedback, right? Dark Souls is just like if you do something wrong, you will die. And mm-hmm. like if you keep dying, that means that you're not doing it right. Whereas the problem mm-hmm. with Monster Hunter is it's not as brutal as that it just leads you to believe that the game is fucking boring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because you think, this is rubbish. It takes me like half an hour to kill one monster and it's yeah, like, because not the game doing it right, isn't it's not telling brutal, it not doesn't tell right. you not doing it. But
1: that's, it's, it's relying on other people. Like It relies on you having someone there to tell you how to do things and you know online that's now much easier. And it's difficult because um, when I, I, did, I did the review of Monster Hunter for Kisaku and I wrote in my conclusion that it was the ideal stepping on point. Yeah. And uh, our US editor... Stephen was like, "Is it ideal, or is it just the best that there is currently?" And I was like, "That's a very good point because it's still a fucking, you know, vertical learning curve, but it's just better than it's ever been, and it doesn't have hours of boringness. It's like you know, there's a little bit of just learning, but you I know, think everything the, worth doing is worth The thing is, learning.
0: there's the problem with this is it's such a deep game. And you do need to know loads of stuff, right? I think the problem is like it does do a good job of introducing the basics but if it kept doing that all the way through the game it'd be just so at, much just like le- At, at you one stuff. point
1: basically the game goes okay, well we've told you enough now you've got to learn from others. Now yeah. you've got to go onto a wiki or talk to your friends or just, you know, argue on a forum about like the rest of it because we're not going to tell you. And they have this like weird help text in the Center for Ultimate that I find extremely unhelpful because it's just like splurges all the words at you that don't mean anything to you yet. Yeah, the kind of help text
0: thing is bizarre. That's actually... Yeah. It does this thing of being like, oh, hey, we've got this bit. Here's all the information about it. <laughs> yes, Most of it would be relevant for about seven hours. Exactly. Like, you you can remember it, I suppose.
1: Um, but yeah, the, so the, the monsters in Monster Hunter are what makes Monster Hunter great. And that's what made it worth suffering. Because basically, Monster Hunter pre-3 Ultimate what had horrible controls, a horrible camera. Like, you had to suffer a lot to enjoy Monsanto. Yeah. And it was one of those games that like, you know, old school reviewing style, I couldn't have like given it more than like a seven out of ten because it was really broken. Yeah. But it was just really good if you got over all the brokenness and now all the brokenness isn't there. So it's, it's just really good. That's the thing is a lot <laughs> of the stuff stop. in the recent version is very strong. Um, mm. we'll the talk... controls are great. Like on the new 3DS, there's the the nub, so you can use the camera. Even um, without the nub, though, even without I'd the say. nub, I've been alright. Like three ultimate was fine. Like the touchscreen camera's fine. They've got a target cam that can focus on a monster. Like a, the not, target not quite cam a lock on. Is it's a <laughs>
0: incredibly useful thing because the thing is I played Monster Hunter 3 on the um, 3DS and I didn't need. Uh, the, any the camera nub or whatever, I managed basically just by centering the camera using L, just tapping L to yeah, just it on the monster, centering, yeah. and it became a bit of a skill. But to be honest, I you know came from the school of fantasy star online, so having a camera that you just focus by tapping L to change it forwards. I'm down with that. I'm used to that. Yeah. But I have a lot of people saying to me, like, you know, oh, do you need the new 3DS with the nub to play um, Monsanto 4? Or, like, oh, you know, should I get the Circle Pad Pro? I'd say no, because, honestly, the lock-on cam...
1: Don't spend extra money, God, no. The lock-on cam
0: is so useful.
1: I'm so used to touchscreen camera now, I've actually had to really adjust to using the nub, because my thumb automatically goes... Because there's, like, a D-pad on the touchscreen that you can use to kind of swing the camera around. Compared to what I had to do on the PSP for freaking half a decade, which, you can't see this... But you had to do. You had to basically make a diamond out of your forefinger because you had to use the PSP's D-pad to control the camera whilst using the analog stick with the same hand. <laughs> so your thumb was using the analog stick to control your character, and your first finger is in like this weird claw motion using the D-pad just above it to do the camera, and it was almost impossible, like physically I, impossible. I think
0: I had a bit of that when I was playing Three Ultimate, to be honest. Actually, mm. on yes, of having to like, do weird hand things, mainly for when you need to run away from a boss but see it. Oh, Whereas yeah, now yeah. it's really lovely, in fact, because you can just tap L or double tap L to centre the camera, but tapping L centres on the boss. It means you can be sprinting away for your life whilst getting a good eyeful of, of what's going on with it.
1: Yeah, where it's going, where it's attacking. I
0: think it's amazing, though, actually, that really when you get into Monsanto, you realise that all it is, is it's just pretty much... I mean, you can go and hunt smaller things, but it's pretty much just a game where it's all boss fights. Yeah, and, and
1: really good boss that's fights, That's the thing, too. Is boss
0: fights are often maligned as being the crap things, but fucking hell... Gormagala, good
1: boss guy. Oh I was my thinking- god, Gormagala made like my heart was in my mouth. I was, it was just such- He's a big black bastard, basically. Not in that way. <laughs> he's a big black dragon bastard. It's terrifying. And he's like a scary, like dark winged, sca- like he's horrible. And he's got- when he
0: starts off, he's got these very thin Ooh, wings,
1: like gossamer wings. Like yeah. have you ever read Ch- China Mail? Mielva- China Mail? Mielva- How did you pronounce it? No China idea. Mabel? His um, one of his books, uh, whose name I've probably forgotten. Um, Perdido Street Station That's the one okay. And in that in that book There's these awful creatures That start off Like small and fine But they grow into these Like giant bats And if they open their wings They have like horrible Mesmerising things On their wings And then they Get their <laughs> tongue out And they basically Like suck your brain out Through your mind The, gorm- the Through your mouth The Gormagala Reminds me of those It's like
0: <laughs> Scary wings Well it starts off oh, oh. In such a kind of like Creepy manner have you realised it's this big <laughs> dragon but then it's like it's got very thin and they, they feel light as well I mean a lot has to be said for the quality of the animation in this game just give oh, a real sense of the. Yeah I
1: mean they, they, they always say um, you know when, whenever you ask any, like Rosa or any of the people on the monster team like what do you do about how do you make the monsters they, they try and get enough inspiration from real life animals that they yeah. look like they, they look to our animal brain they look like they should be real like and their some, movement and is And some right.
0: of that is so clever in terms of the ideas they take from nature and the way they combi- combine things that are things that actual animals in the real world do Mm. but to create these fantastical strange new creatures really is.
1: I would go as far as to say it's the best uh, monster enemy design in all of games I think think it's it's incredible like the
0: new what's it called the monkey dude
1: Congo Congolala
0: Yeah, that guy. Got the Kucha, Kucha, Lucha, or whatever. Oh, the
1: Ketchawatcher. Ketchawatcher. The orangutan guy. Yeah,
0: but the fact that he has that, there's that like kind of thing that's similar to butterflies of having like a really stupid, fun face, (laughs) but then has these big ears that he flaps over his face as a shield, but then the back of his ears look like these giant, frightening eyes. Yeah. So when he goes into berserk mode, he he just changes. His I demeanor is it. so good. It, it is it really and and is that's so the good. thing is the way that you realize the different states of the monsters. Like considering you think so many boss fights are just like oh it's the bit in the boss where the boss goes red, which yeah. means the boss is angry. The and fa- there's, there's
1: the weak spot, there's glowing yeah. orange, Yeah, well, well,
0: this is like you actually get a sense of like their demeanour and their it's appearance angry with changing. you.
1: Like it's furious with you. Like one of the great <laughs> things about Monster, Hunter, people sometimes say, Oh, where's the health bar? It's like, well, you have to look at it. You have to be like, if it's got freaking a couple of gaps in its like wing, and it's got one broken arm, and it's just furious and angry and like paying out. It's probably at you, and almost you're like, dead. Oh god, yeah, and and when, uh, when Gormagala does its thing where basically it kind of screams and it kind yeah. of sprouts these, like, purple horns and everything kind of goes bristly and it's just like,
0: fuck! Oh, my God. I'm I so scared I of it. I don't think we even got that far. Oh, I
1: knew. Oh, man.
0: The thing is, that's the thing about yeah, G- Gormagala is w- it was a very long fight. It's and, aggressive, that And thing. the thing is, it starts off as this weird, like, almost, like, wizardly thing with this weird, like, like wings mm. and it moves quite slowly and it's not terribly aggressive and it doesn't seem that hard you kind of think this isn't too bad but then there was a point about halfway through the fight where we got it quite <coughs> down a lot and I, I actually made the mistake I put a trap down because obviously it's the thing if you can get better rewards if you trap it yeah. so I was like it's almost dead no, it's put not the trap dead. down
1: <laughs> chuck some
0: bombs at it no it's nope, not almost not dead. dead and then there was a point about 10 minutes later after ragging on it even longer where I just remember turning around and try, I was trying to drink a potion and sharpen my weapon whilst watching this thing leap around and savage my brother. And just the way it was moving and the way it was... The ferocity with, with it, I just thought, we're going to die. Yeah.
1: And but it that's was this thing really, of just like... you get like this proper knowing. feeling of... It's going to... Like, this thing is going to kill me. It yeah. wants to kill... I'm not supposed to be and it. did it. And it did.
0: But the thing is, it was just, I knew at that point, it didn't happen for about another five minutes, oh, but just man. watching the way it moved, it's just like, we've bitten off more than we can chew. This thing is incredibly dangerous and we thought it was dangerous but we hadn't made it angry yet yeah yeah. <laughs>
1: but that, that's I think that's one of the wonderful things is you end up having a weird relationship with the monsters almost I would go as far as to say it's a relationship yeah because some up. of them like, you, you get to know it some of you them know? you
0: feel like, are like with, with him especially I'm looking forward to beating him because it's the thing of being like it's a genuinely worthy well
1: it's like, like Dark Souls you feel like a god when you win
0: Whereas you've like, got some monsters that are just annoying yeah, and they jump like, around you and they bastard. poison you and you hate them and you just enjoy killing them because you're like, you're a dick. <laughs> or you've got some that are just like the rabbit, what's it called? The uh, Lagombi. Lagombi. It's just a fun fight. It's not very difficult. Yeah. Like, it slides around on it's the ice. It's a really
1: angry big rabbit. It's
0: an angry big rabbit
1: on ice. And, and the gorilla guy, Kongolala, not the Ketchawatcha, but the Kongolala's funny. I like fighting the Tetsu Khabara.
0: Tetsukabra's fun as well. Who
1: is a, uh, like a cave beast that has big boulders and his huge jaws. Yeah. And he basically his entire strategy is pick up big boulder and throw it at you with jaws. Yeah, or just but put, he's put like, one in he's front just, of you. He's like a really angry ar- armour frog and he just amuses me. He's like a big toad. They're like. good. They're all good. Yeah. And it's just, I mean... There's not a single dud monster actually. I don't think I so. I think the they've actually gotten rid of a few of the monsters from previous Monster Hunters that were just a bit boring. Like I really hate Plesioth. Partly because I farmed him so much for my armour, but I just think he's a rubbish monster. Partly because, like, oh, I used to have to fish him out of the water was just tedious
0: so farming is less of an issue in this one I feel I feel it's a way more as far as I can tell I think in the in the, people say in the late game it still gets to be a bit of a grind yeah, yeah, I mean I'm, I'm, I'm,
1: I'm in high rank right now and it's a bit farmy but it's like I've just I've had such a blast with it I've been playing it for I don't know maybe 70 hours by now and I've just I've just had a blast I've had such a good time
0: it's more it's a lot more generous and the multiplayer is I mean I'm just enjoying the fact that with the multiplayer it's not just like hey do you want to log on and play it it's like I'm chatting to my brother on Facebook every day. I'm like, oh, that new armour. If you put this jewel in it, then you can get rid of that. But then if you put these jewels in it, you'll get this. And- <sighs>
1: Dude, i got to tell you. So um, I got Quint- Quentin, um, friend of the podcast, on the podcast very often. Yes. Mr. Mister Souls, Quentin Smith. I got him um, into Monster Hunter just through attrition, basically. Um, but we played a lot of Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate together on the Wii U. And uh, so I took him out to hunt his first Brachidios. And is he's nasty. He was like three ultimates, poster monster. He's like a big, he's like a, a rocky monster covered in big chunks of rock, but also explosive slime. Like his arms are full of explosive slime. And he does this thing where he like gets up on his hind legs and he like slobbers all over his forearms. And then he's just coated in this explosive green slime, and he just like slams in front of you and just leaves this slime trail, and then jumps back, and then it explodes. Like he's a bastard. The that sounds horrible. He's yeah, he really is a bastard. <laughs> you get to him in high rank in, uh, or like hunt, a hunter rank four, I think in in the in the multiplayer quest. But he's uh he's great. He's really good fun, but he's a bastard to fight. I mean, especially if you're a close up fighter. Like if you if you're a gunner, then he's less he's less difficult. But if you're a close up fighter, because he just keeps going boom explode. And so we we hunted this Brigidios, and we got, we hit it like four times. And we did the thing where we surprised it, and it dropped like a shiny item, and uh, so we got that. And uh, Quentin, this is like his first ever Brakidios, son. Huh? He got out there, he 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 um, gathered the shiny and got a Brakidios gem.
0: Oh, is that like a super rare? It's like thing. a zero
1: point five percent drop rate. Wow! And I was like, "What the fuck? You got a gem?" <laughs> and he was like, "What?" And I'm like, "This isn't gem. That's that's a gem! A-. Yeah, I was furious. That's a gem! I was like farming this guy, and I had I never, I never to this day have gotten a Brachidios gem. <sighs> and this first ever hunted this guy zero point five percent drop rate. He got a gem, and that's the kind of thing that I really like about Monster Hunter is that you just get really indignant about, about all these things that they're supposed to be dropping that they aren't. And then you begin to feel like the game is somehow... It knows that you need like a Rathian mantle or a gem or whatever and it just won't give you it. And you're I like, oh, what that- if I change my armour? Do I need to change my weapon? What can I do to get this to appear? I had that
0: a lot in my old days of Fantasy Star Online. The reason people kept pl- telling me to play... I think uh, Sean Bell, have been that resistant, kept being like, look, you love PSO, you've got to play Monster Hunter because they are similar. And uh, I just... I spent like... I think a whole day doing twenty runs of Ruins One just to get one drop that I really wanted. Just I thought <laughs> I'm getting this drop. It was uh like Del Saber Del Saber's shield, I think, because I had Del Saber's Buster, and if you have the combo, then it's rude. Anyway, it was. I, I, I kind of I get that, but the thing is, I think what I struggle with with early Monster Hunter games is the fact that when you got to the mid-game and you have to grind, fair enough, you know, you've got this far into that game now. Yeah,
1: but it did the grind the, from the beginning, and it was like, yeah, it's, you, you, it's kind of unnecessary, right? yeah. That's kind of stopped, and I feel like that isn't the case. You don't it's really have to grind Way yeah. well later, And
0: also, yeah. I love the, what they've done with the single-player stuff, and the fact that I've been playing a bit of both, but I love the fact that you've got this new expedition mode that allows you to go out, and the great thing about it, two great things is, A, you can stop an expedition whenever you want, so if you get halfway through a fight, and you either think, oh, I'm bored of this, or, oh, I've got to do something else. Like, Mm. I don't have time to do this. You can just beat up the monster a bit, get an item off it from it, like, hurting it a bit, and then leave and still get some rewards. Secondly, they've done, again, with the generosity, they've put in, like, shitloads of the old weapons and old armor sets from old Monster Hunter games that you can get, but they're not in the exact same system, again, of, like, the way... that They're, like, separate things... But you can basically means that you can play this, and even if you're stuck, even if you're like, I can't kill the current monsters in my quest.
1: still something to do.
0: You can do this, and I got I got a sword that's like better than any of the swords I can get at the moment, mm. and it's just like a random drop. So it means that if you get stuck, rather than just doing the same mission again and again, you have these randomly created missions that are like a bit varied each time, different monsters, slightly different area designs, mm. and there's a chance that you'll get. Etta equipment from that.
1: It helps with map fatigue as well because Monster Hunter traditionally has only ever had like maybe five or six maps. Yeah. And the Expedition is randomised so you go out in slightly different places. You know, it's, it's just a bit different. Yeah. And it's enough. It's, it's different enough that you're like, oh, okay, cool. I like this.
0: I just felt with the single player in three, it was that thing of like you play it for a bit and then before you know it, you're just like doing the same mission again and again because yeah. there wasn't, you couldn't do anything else. Until you unlock. Well, more you could things. you
1: could go to the Moga Woods. Yeah, and, and the Moga the Woods same, was, and it was boring. pretty boring. Yeah, it was a boring area. The expeditions are great. I mean, the other um, the other thing you can do is actually just change your hub. Like in every Monster Hunter previously, you've had like this village that you're basically trying to you know protect from monsters. That's the the plot. The whole plot. Yeah. In this one, there are like nine or ten villages. Well, not nine or ten. Maybe six that you flit between. So as the story progresses, you get more and more places. And there's like a place at the foot of a volcano that's full of like miners. And there's a place in the sky that's really you know nice. And then there's this old village that's been destroyed that you have to restore. And then there's a, a beach town full of cats. You know, there's, all these different, of course. there's all these different places and I find like I like some of them more than others so I'll like just choose them as my base and, and it is
0: nice the way I think that it changes. It even up. though the way I've been doing is I play multiplayer I tend to get better stuff and then it makes the single player easier because I've got stuff with friends but then it means that you actually playing the single player you unlock things that are helpful in multiplayer as well and it's just the way two halves
1: of the same hole I mean yeah, they, 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 they really do. do they interact properly and, and people
0: said that about Monster Hunter 3 but the problem was I didn't I wasn't able to find people to play it with enough yeah. Whereas now at the moment, Monsanto Four has loads of people playing it. It's quite cool.
1: Quentin used to live like fifteen minutes down the road from well, me. Well, he's not doing Monsanto, Monsanto Four. I've time. talked about. it he says is he, not? he
0: doesn't have time. wow He says he's not doing it because he, he lost too much time. He promised me like
1: a year ago. And
0: I know. When he said, he said, "I don't have time. I don't have time. I've got too many things. I can't do another game." Uh, it's
1: okay. Thankfully, now I have lots of people to play Monsanto Four. But mode. if you've
0: got time, then I'd really recommend getting into it. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's very strong. It is just, I mean, the fact that they've removed the water stuff is great. The mm. fact that they would be more uh, like just kinder to you in terms of uh, teaching you how to play the game a bit and giving you like more stuff
1: it's more just... exciting it's just more exciting like the, the monster hunts in Monster Hunter have always been exciting the monsters have been exciting everything else about the game has traditionally mm. been boring as shit and now they've changed it so that almost everything's exciting like there are some yeah. bits that are less then cool that... they know what stuff
0: is bollocks as well yeah, yeah. they they worked out that the whole thing in the past where you had the little like acorn buddy who followed you around uh, it was that thing of like, you had to level him up. Chacha. You had to remember to talk to Chacha to level him up, and you had to choose what to specialize him in, all this yeah. stuff. Now they've just got the cat thing, which basically means they get better without you doing anything but then you can tweak them by doing loads of street passing and you get new cats yeah. for street passing. And, and it's can, quite an elaborate yeah, system but it, the,
1: the, the cat system I could go on about that for 20 minutes and I won't because it's not very interesting frankly but the, the, the cat system is great it's yeah. just it's really silly and even the
0: fact that in 3 you had that belief farm that you had to maintain
1: yeah and that's no longer now great. it's just
0: like they've completely they've boiled down to what it is because the farm used to be a way of just multiplying items basically
1: and now it's just, 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 just a bloke who just says menu. Yeah, yeah.
0: he's like do you want to multiply items <laughs>
1: I'm like, yeah, like, that'd be great, actually. Yes, Can we do that? And then so. I don't have to press A forty times to to get all my honey.
0: <laughs> they, yeah, I think it's it's really kind of it's unusual, I'd say, for like a, a game of such traditional Japanese Japanese design that's been so like set for such a long time to have been quite brutal with making oh. small changes. It is
1: funny though, because I mean, I was playing Four Ultimate for ages, and my poor boyfriend, I was like. This is amazing, they've changed it so much, it's like revolutionarily different. And he watched me play it and he's like, it looks exactly, like literally exactly the same. I cannot tell you one thing that is different between this and all the other Monster Hunter I've seen you play. And it's like, yeah, okay, fair enough, I'm a bit deep in this. That's the thing. To me it feels revolutionary. It's
0: very difficult because you look at it and you go, it looks exactly the same. But actually they've changed tons of things and it is so much more fun to play. I always loved the idea of Monster Hunter when I played 3 but in reality, I found it, like, it did become a bit of a grind. It wasn't terribly exciting. With this, I just feel like I'm getting so much more out of it. It's wasting so much less of my time. Yeah, And it's, just, it's just fun. And it's basically, it's delivering on the promise of what I knew uh, the game could be. So, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty hearty recommendation. Also, the fact that, yeah, lots of people go, yeah, it gets a bit of a grind after 50 hours. Like, it, honestly, I've played 30 hours in a week, and it hasn't felt like that. Like, I've just been excited that every night me and my brother have been like, Oh, should we get shark armor tonight? Yeah. And then we both get shark armor and we're like, yeah, shark bros. Yeah. And then we go and we're like, what are we doing today? What
1: does the, have you still got monster decks open? Yeah. Does well, the Zamtrios armor look like street sharks? Because that's really what I want. No, I'm it around. doesn't. Oh, no, it's more like. It looks like quite a, cool though. It looks a bit Final Fantasy almost. It's
0: very cool. And I've got a big ice spear that goes with it because it does a bonus to ice damage. Oh, so i does actually, it. I'm on the lookout for an, an enemy that. that doesn't deal well with ice and then I'm going to go and bully it because <laughs> at the yeah. moment everything's bullying me <laughs> and I don't like it I had
1: for ages the, the, the Najarala or Naharala, Naharala
0: which is down at the bottom oh, there I
1: haven't yeah just look at the girl set on that it's all it's very lovely it's very nice. yeah. Just and then, the then for a laugh I made the lobster set
0: the lobster set I don't know what that, oh, no, it's I've,
1: pink and silly I,
0: I before this I had the, the spider boss Nasilla Again, Ooh, that great, makes
1: amazing armor.
0: It looks so cool. Uh, do
1: you know that it's always funny because I, I like the, the Monster Hunter armor? Is uh, you know, the, the, if you pick a male hunter, then you just get like big strong armor. And if you pick a female hunter, you tend to get slightly more refined designs, I find. Because I played as a male hunter for the first two Monster Hunters and switched to female just because I got bored of the aesthetic.
0: <laughs> no, that's fair, that's fair. But, um, yeah. Oh, the spider boss as well. Oh, the thing is, like, each of the bosses... Oh, the
1: insects move, like, real ends, and they twitch, and oh, they're creepy. It's horrible. Yeah, it's they, just, I don't like insects. The, the way really. that
0: the, the spider boss starts off all heavily armoured, and by the end of it, you just smashed all of it off, and it's Have just you... skeletal and weak. Yeah,
1: oh, horrible. Have you played the... Uh, the, uh, 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 the flying, kind of buzzy... What's he called?
0: Yes. Uh, what is he called, though? He's quite easy. I can't remember what he's called. The problem is with it, we've all got weird names. It might be... Uh, I should remember that. The, the, the Bahabra? No.
1: No. He's that's bigger like, than that. Wow, that gives you a top hat. That oh one. wow, that's amazing. That's incredible. It's got like on the on the female set, it's like a slightly off center top hat, which is Celtas. It's called the Celtas. Oh yes, the Celtas. So when you fight the Celtas, he's like a big angry wasp, basically. And then later on in the game, suddenly you you have to fight the Celtas queen. The Celtas queen is like a huge four legged tank robot thing that eats the male Celtas.
0: Oh god. For
1: energy. She literally eats it.
0: Oh god! So you
1: see a bunch of like a cell test. I think test. I
0: need an item from that for one of my weapons, and Everyone's I'm already frightened.
1: Good. It's very good. Uh, the cool cell test is really good fun.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> we
1: could do this online. That's the really thing.
0: Crazy. It's the thing about Monsanto. <laughs> Hunter that is. This is why I kind of thought, you know what? Screw it. We're just going to do a whole episode about it. Because yes, you can.
1: It's one of the few games that supports is the whole episode.
0: Like a black hole of information. My understanding of the game changed vastly when I realised. I want that
1: Bahabra suit. That I
0: kept that waiting amazing. for new weapons to appear in the store because at the start of the game it's like here's a weapon and then it's oh, like yeah. hey now you can buy two and then it's like hey now you can buy three and then I was like when is it going to give me more new weapons in the shop and you realise it doesn't what it does is each of those weapons can be upgraded three times yep. and then it will have a tree of three new upgrades from that one upgrade mm-hmm. and then those three trees go off into become more trees and it becomes this thing of the idea is that you don't wait for a new thing and buy it you have a collection of things that you gradually upgrade and it's now I've got like Four or five weapons that I'm like upgrading in tandem. Yeah, man. And it becomes this thing of being like, oh, damn it. Like, I upgraded my longsword, and now I realize if I'd upgraded it differently, one step back, I could have had an ice longsword, which would have clocked
1: my armor. (laughs) I I had to have a rule after the second (laughs) Monster Hunter I played where no looking at trees for weapons. I know, because it's okay. got to be a special surprise. Every time you upgrade significantly, it has to be a special surprise because otherwise you just look at the tree and you look like eight steps down you're like, "Oh, I want that one." And then you're like, "Oh, I'll well, need this this." You don't get that excitement every time you upgrade. I know what
0: you mean, but I am I'm liking the fact that I can be like, "What weapon does ice damage?" And then just like find a weapon that does ice damage that it looks like it might
1: be within my reach. Do you use the charge blade?
0: I haven't even touched it yet. That's the other it's thing. A, is it's a
1: blade that turns into like a giant sword. I use a long sword. Mm-hmm. I
0: use the lance, which I find quite tricky. Um, and I use... Uh, I start, I use the hammer a bit.
1: The hammer is like pro. The hammer is quite hard.
0: Mm. Um, and I... I been wanting to use uh, something else I started off using because the insect glaive is a brand new thing Yeah,
1: I've, I'm meaning I'm the glaive this time around because it's uh, just a really fun weapon
0: it is fun it's and, ridiculously complex again yeah
1: it's really hard and I'm, I'm subbing the, the charge blade which is the other new weapon which is great the, the, so the Xamteros charge blade that you make out of shark bits yeah it's like the shield is like two jaws and then it's got this really it's ice as well and you've got this really jaggedy blade and then when you transform the sword and shield you basically stick the sword into the shield and then Shake it oh, out I into a mess of like giant squid. The the and then problem. it's like a big freaking shark face.
0: This so is good. the problem. I want that now. I need to get that. <laughs> That's what I'm doing tonight. <laughs> it's, it's one of the rarest things in this game, is and I'm sure I didn't have this in Monster Hunter. Is so I keep running out of money, and it's just because yeah, I want you upgrade stuff. stuff. Yeah, and you end up being like, but I want because all the monsters are new. Stuff. That's why
1: you want it. Because all the monsters are new. I want new. a new
0: set of this. I want a set of this. I want one of them. I want to play with this. I want to trial the weapon types. Mm. Even the fact I was trying to explain the insect glaive, I'm like, I'm not even going to bother on here. It's like it's too hard. To it was play. one of the things where like my brother was like, oh, it's what's a twirly
1: that? staff that shoots an insect.
0: But then you've got an insect you can level up. Independently, yeah, it's, and yeah, yeah, it was very complicated. The, the bug that you fire takes attributes from enemies and it takes different attributes from depending on which area the enemy yeah. you hit. It's mental, it's I, like
1: I was trying to explain this to someone recently, and they were like, That just sounds completely insane. I'm it like, It is, it is completely insane. My brother
0: was like, Oh, how how's that work then? And I was like, Honestly, I'm not going to tell you because I had to watch a 26 minute video to understand it. <laughs> <laughs> like, so if you're interested. You can go and watch that video, but... Well,
1: the great thing about the glaive is you can vault with it. You like can. Pole vault. You can so pull if, vault if, onto them. Oh, you can pull vault onto the monsters, which is another new thing we haven't even mentioned. Yes, you can you can climb can on monsters. climb on the monsters. And and... Of and, but the other thing is, if a monster's like got its coils around you or something, you can just be like, Foo, just vault straight out of there, which is just makes me feel such, such, like such a badass.
0: I think that's, yeah. Because just... I was always
1: a gun lancer before, that was my main...
0: Gun lancer was good in the And yeah, uh,
1: yeah. I freaking love the gun lancer. It's just such a fun weapon it's a lance that shoots freaking bullets it's amazing yeah. but then the problem is you're a big slow and the thing I love about the glaive so much now is I'm just so agile I'm yeah. just like running around with it. It, makes, it feels loads better.
0: The whole the whole getting on monsters' backs thing is brilliant as well. So oh. just because especially with the teamwork, it means you can be like, try and lure him over here so I can jump off this wall onto his back. And,
1: and then you've got like, once someone's mounted on it, everybody else has to stand back. Because yeah. if you attack the monster while someone else is on it, then the It'll monster gets it. even more angry. And, yeah. and they're like trying to throw them off, and you're watching this little guy like, ah, like just hanging yeah. onto the back. Oh, it's, it's almost better watching someone mount the monster. It is. It.
0: Well, that's the thing. I like it when someone's like mounted it. It means brilliant. It means like you can either like, maybe you'll like take time to play Plant a bomb Do a bit of a next to a monster, yeah. or more often than not, you just be like, who It means you can like you can safely step back, heal up, sharpen your weapons, and all that stuff. And then sharpen
1: your tools it is
0: <laughs> fabulous. Honestly, it is. I'd highly recommend it. I think with Monster Hunter Three, um, as somebody who played it on my own on the 3DS, I couldn't really recommend that as a single player experience. No, I it's think difficult. It there's way bad. more variety and way more incentives to keep playing in terms of story and in terms of just not dropping you against brick walls constantly the single player is a much smoother curve I'd recommend to play on your own ideally though try and get somebody else you even can, if it's just one you, person you can,
1: you can get you can get us if you like maybe yeah yeah just like I put my friend code on the internet recently I did that do it because it's it's just fun it's actually it's a lot of fun to so play with play randoms with. Yeah. Like
0: it's just because everyone generally knows what to do
1: and the gestures are funny which helps and everyone's but, quite friendly. Yeah, like I was reviewing One's time so on the day it came out, I went in and basically just like strode in there with my great armor and my big sword and was like, Hey kids, <laughs> who needs help with that poor magala kind of thing. And it was just it was just a great time. I had such a good day. Everyone was just like, Wow, where did you get in this stuff? was the only time I ever feel elite because there's always someone out there with so much more time than you. And the game's been out for two days, and you've got somebody who's on their third prestige on Call of Duty or whatever, and you're just like, Oh fuck you, dude, fuck you.
0: I know. <laughs> I know, I know.
1: I got to be the person everyone was like fuck them
0: <laughs> <laughs> i've got nice things very briefly you can't have them um but yeah massively enjoying it highly recommend it get on it I'm, I'll, what- I'm
1: just can i just say how pleased i am that after all these years of trying desperately to try and convert people to monster Hunter, now when i go on twitter or whatever or facebook a lot of my feed is people just enjoying it Yeah, I really love that, and uh, you know, I'm loving how much attention it's getting. And
0: three was the first time because the thing is, like before that, it was just such a brick wall, and I think like three. I mean, three
1: was the first Monster Hunter that you could say try it without being like try it, but yeah.
0: But it was still there was a lot about it that really frustrated me. Of course, yeah. Uh, The underwater combat was just too much to try and add into it. Um, Obviously, the fact as well that you just. I mean it still annoys me that all the weapons do like have quite complex movesets and behave in completely different ways. I mean they have actually got tutorials, I think, now for the weapons. Yeah, they have, yeah. But I mean they didn't But they're no they're rubbish. The tutorials, I mean, they're still rubbish, I'm sure. The
1: tutorials have these amazing screens of like little trees of weapon of of um of move combos basically yeah and it just makes to me it makes no sense <laughs> it makes no sense looking at this little tree of combos it's like what does that mean and then i'll be i
0: remember in three i was using a lance for about six hours before swipe. i realized what? that you could do the charge that you could actually like, uh, run with the lance and it's like the best thing you can do is
1: just i found a new gun lance move bear in mind i've been maining gun lance for like five years yeah. and i found a new move via youtube comment <laughs> even my brother
0: he's been using the longsword he played like on something like Three for like 30 hours. He didn't know that the longsword about the whole levelling up the combos.
1: What? Just How didn't... can you even kill anything without I doing that? I don't know. It must have taken him forever. It must have been like 49th minute, like hacking away desperately. I
0: have no idea. Oh, um... Amazing. <laughs> but yeah, it's just generally it's a lot better and you can just pretty much recommend it without having to have any All caveats the caveats. How mean, long have we been talking about
1: Monsanto? It's still very really
0: complex. We've been talking about Monsanto for over an hour. Oh my gosh! No, yeah, just about an hour. That's so, ridiculous. Um, that is ridiculous.
1: Well, we'll just have a few questions <laughs> Wow! at the end. Um, we were worried that this was going to be a short episode. Yeah, but I, didn't, term, I wasn't worried about no, that. No, I don't know why I was actually. It I don't just, know why I thought that would be a thing.
0: It is, it is the sort of game where you have to accept the fact that you're going to become quite obsessed with it and you're going to spend a lot of time Googling things and looking up things. But I think I think part of that, you need to have some people doing it. But now because there's so many people doing it, some people talking about it, it's just great fun being a part of that community, of sharing stuff and going, oh, do you know what this? Oh, I did you get that? What's that armor? Where did you get that sword from? And it's like, at the moment, it's just the excitable buzz. If you're doing it all on your own, it would just be like...
1: Exhausting, exhausting and isolating. Exhausting and no fun, <laughs> yeah.
0: Anyway... <clears throat> William Reed asks my question of indecisive peril is it worth missing out on cool cover plates to get the bigger screen in the new 3DS XL
1: uh, I'm an aesthete and I say no
0: Have you have you played on the new 3DS XL Yes
1: so I uh, I got both and then I transferred all my data to the new 3DS XL uh-huh. and I played on it for about maybe I played most of Majoras Mask on it so I played on it for like 20 hours Okay and then I just love the form factor of the little the littler one so much and I just, I just kept wanting to use it because it was. Just, I love the snazzy buttons and I love... The size of it's good. I've got girl, like Japanese person-sized hands, so that's fine. And uh, well, even though actually the screen I, isn't that much smaller. I had to
0: go on it and actually I was quite surprised. I didn't like the, the original 3DS at all. I owned it, but mm. I didn't... It was, it was think, boxy. The problem was it was boxy and it was and actually shiny. quite
1: heavy. Yeah.
0: Uh, whereas this feels a lot lighter. It reminds me a lot in terms of the feel of the DS Lite
1: and Yeah, and I just love the faceplates. Like I'm really into being able to change what my console looks like every month if I want or every few months. And I'm going to Japan next month, and I know I'm going to come back with just a suitcase full of basically just cover plates. <laughs> like all the different ones I've got over there are great. And uh, uh, the other thing, very important, the Americans don't have it. They don't have the smaller one with the faceplates. This is one of the rare occasions where we have the upper hand.
0: I am really struggling not to get one at the moment. As somebody who owns a... A 3ds XL because I I basically thought well I'm not going to get the 3ds new little one because I've got an XL and I love the XL so I want the XL for the new one but actually it the new 3ds just the basic one is not like the original 3ds. No, at it's all. bigger screen. It's just like it, form. it feels different.
1: The screen also, the quality. Screen's, it's close to your eyes. the screen yeah. it doesn't need to be that big.
0: The 3D is remarkably improved as well. Like it's it's usable. It's something I will actually use. Whereas on the last... Monster
1: Hunter's great in 3D, by the way, when you're hanging on the back of a Rathalos or whatever. It, it looks very cool. It's really cool.
0: good fun. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of gutted because I, I convinced myself I wasn't going to get one. But actually, after holding yours for about 10 seconds, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm, I want one of these. Having said that, as we said earlier, lots of people have been saying, uh, just to make sure that we tied this into Monster Hunter for the Monster Hunter podcast. <laughs> A lot of people are saying, "Oh, should I buy a new 3DS for Monster Hunter?" and it's like, "You don't need to." Like, you, No. No, like, it's
1: perfectly playable on old one. Like, if you've got the spare money floating around, great, but yeah, like don't it. don't kill yourself. If you've got like... spare
0: money or you've got a way you can somehow justify it to your life like I do, um then a new 3DS is a lovely thing to have. Having said that, the 3DS XL is still a fantastic piece of gear, and mm-hmm. if you're on a budget, mine actually, I bought my 3DS XL second-hand and it, I love it.
1: You're so, not missing out too much. Like I played I played about 15 <coughs> hours of Monster Hunter. On the old 3DS XL that I had, and I didn't, you know, I wasn't like, oh, I wish I was on the new one. I wouldn't go back now. Having said that, no, because the screen is nicer. I've heard it's a few things about
0: it that aren't too good, though. A few people have said that the build quality sometimes doesn't feel 100. percent
1: Yeah, uh, my friend Dan has played many hundreds of hours of Monster Hunter, I think, already, and has worn out apparently the some of the the shoulder buttons on it. Yeah, which I've heard that, like, and I've
0: also heard the. the the stylus feels a bit flimsy. It
1: is, but then I don't really use the stylus. I see
0: I trust Nintendo with this stuff more than most people, but I find often especially with consoles, I always buy into the like the new shiny versions like all oh, that you know the the PS um that when they make a slim version of a console, it often like looks better and you're like, "Oh, yeah, I'm going to get that." But actually you know, aside from having launch issues with the consoles, often the hardware ends up being not as good. Well, it's like better, the, it
1: the very, very original PS3 had like hardware Precisely. PS2 emulation, four USB ports, all this stuff, and they just all just slowly got stripped away. And the original,
0: like the original PS2, like the chunky ones, they were great. They were reliable. They worked. The, the PS the slim, minis, yeah, the, yeah, the slims, they looked awesome and they were great for like a while. But then after about a year... Uh, yeah. Like, I mean, I have My, one my of the...
1: ones A d- laser Discy laser jig gave out... Yeah,
0: precisely. Everybody had like, oh, the laser's out of sync or everything's gone wrong with it. I've got one of the newer Xbox 360s when they made the new shiny ones. I stupidly got rid of my old grey 360 and got a new shiny Those black gray one. the grey ones were shit as and well, though. They, no, they were Admittedly, Yeah, they the were problem. really bad, yeah. But <laughs> if you got one of the early ones after they'd fixed the massive overheating problems, they were really solid. And unfortunately, the new ones, I had loads of problems with it. Like, mm. I like, I don't know. I think Nintendo do a better job of it. And
1: I mean, you can throw a GameCube out of a window. And it Can will I? still work. <laughs> you may. <Hey>! You may. <laughs> I have to and find it, it. It will still work. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I like Nintendo's. Hardware design, I think, and usually, but usually it's like the second or the third iteration. I don't know how thing.
0: they make me want each one though, as well. Like yeah. I'm, I'm not a sucker for iterative. You know, hardware when,
1: when I went, uh, when I, I went and interviewed the queue of people for the third wave Amiibos at the Nintendo store in New York, and I was asking like, why are you buying these? Because I've basically, it, for me, it's become a matter of principle not to buy Amiibo now. Because I love plastic stuff, yeah, and I really like Nintendo. Well, as you know,
0: I've got one, just yeah, one. I'm
1: seeing what well, the Toon Toon Link over there. Who's really good detailing on the smock? Oh, he's so good. It's really he's nice It's so cool. But so I basically draw on the line at Amiibo. I'm like, I'm not spending 400 quid on all the. I'm just not doing. You that. already like
0: buying little plastic things, though. Yeah, I, I mean, so. I
1: have a lot of plastic stuff in my That's house. A slippery slope and, you know, I have thing, I cabinets full. Like I have two display cabinets full, and it is a slippery slope. It's a proper like.
0: Mine was issue more of a kind of like a a, a show of my own. Ability to see, resist. I wouldn't have the
1: self-control to buy one.
0: Yeah, you know? I, I, bu- I only bought one because I knew I had the self-control to yeah, buy one. Yeah, that's
1: it, and I don't. So that's why I'm not buying Amiibo. But I was talking to all these people in the queue, and I was like, "What is it about Amiibo that makes you want them?" And one guy was just like, "I mean, Nintendo could just fart in a bag and put it on, and people would buy it. Like, it's just, it's just there. Like, I don't, I was I like, disagree. What's Nintendo? What's Nintendo done to make you want this?" And he was like, "I don't know. They've always I wish I knew. done this. Just, they're just nicely designed." The
0: <laughs> thing is, they've always done this with the handheld consoles. Like mm. every time they've done it with, like, I mean, I think I bought like. As far as I can remember, like the Game Boy Advance, I bought three different versions of that.
1: I bought the SP, the Micro, and the, the original. original. Yeah. Speaking of tiny plastic stuff, I have at home a key ring sized collection of the Game Boy history. <laughs> so I have a really tiny little Game Boy, and then a really tiny little couple of game and watches, and then a really tiny Game Boy Advance. Yeah, you have got a problem. Yeah, tiny <laughs> tiny Game Boy Advance SP that flaps open and close. Oh, that is very cute. It's uh, yeah. I've also got a small working Wii. I say working. You can put a little plastic disc in it and press the little eject button and it comes out again. Not
0: technically working, but, no, it, does, but it, just, it does something.
1: It's functional. <laughs> it has it's a just function.
0: The, the function it does <laughs> it is silly. It's not the usual.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it is like, it's really small. And it has the 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 nunchuck. On the analog stick actually moves and all this kind of stuff. But it's fascinating. Know. I want to know what, what that's about. Because you know,
0: I when Apple started doing this, like, you know, oh, I expect they've got Apple, to be fair, are better now. Like they're actually yeah. like, but at one point it was like iPhone, iPhone 2, iPhone 3, iPad 2, iPad 3. And it was just like, What why are people buying these every yeah. time? Like, are they mad? But with Nintendo, I don't know what it is. I bought the DS at launch. But they do wait a I good three years. Yes, two or three years, don't it's they? There's something it. about the, the nature of their redesigns. So I always think you do not need this. But you want it if i buy yeah. this it'd be the third 3ds i bought
1: that's mad like the 3ds the new 3ds which is a stupid name incidentally it's just a dumb <laughs> name like the new new 3ds i like it it's uh, like, it is what it is <laughs> yes but it i would say it's a nice upgrade but not an essential one yeah so, oh, i completely you know, agree. get it if you can but don't like be worried that you're missing out massively if you don't have it
0: okay excellent um and yeah that actually covers Somebody's just said old 3DSs are currently 70 quid on Amazon while new 3 dss are yeah. 150. As a newcomer system, is it really worth paying double? No. No. Not however, double. however, don't touch the original 3DS.
1: No, like the original, original one, horrible.
0: It's not a good piece of gear. Shiny
1: I mean, I outside the shiny and that's actually a problem I have with the new 3DS the the new the new the new 3ds XL is it's got that shiny exterior.
0: Ah, uh, fingerprint magnets. Yeah, yeah, and I don't
1: like that. Like the the slightly and the the the, the slightly matte feeling of the new the smaller new three DS and the faceplates which hide the. I've got those Majora's Mask faceplates on pre order. I just I just really
0: like them. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to get into that too much. I think I'll just buy one faceplate that I like. But also, I think done. like
1: without wanting to be massively sexist, I think that like as a woman. I like having aesthetic options for my console. I just I just enjoy having different options. And I, I enjoy that the option is not, here's a pink one for you. I like that as well. Because I really wanted the, the Animal Crossing 3DS that had that kind of Louis Vuitton style um, pattern on it of all the different fruits. I think it's just, it's not really a case of
0: like, that. you know, the fact that other things don't accommodate... To different styles, that, that's having a variety of styles on offer. I think it's just a lot of the time the styles on offer are quite limited
1: <laughs> Yeah, in terms like, of like. You can have a red one. Yeah.
0: <laughs> do, do you want a red one? Red's cool. Yeah. Oh, about black. Yeah. Or silver. White. Or white. Yeah. You, know.
1: you can, that's that's, and the thing with the, the 3DS designs is that they're funny and cute. And the, there's actual wooden ones. You can get a wooden faceplate. They,
0: they are quite stylish. A lot yeah. of them, you look at them, you're like, that's. You know, that is style. That's... Or they're
1: cute. They're stylish or they're cute, you know? And I think that it kind of runs the gamut. And if, if you're a person who likes aesthetic variety in your console, I I basically hate the way every single console I own looks. Yeah. Except for my 3DS. But I say the
0: worst thing about the original 3DS was the fact that the battery life was appalling. That is true. It, it lasted about four hours. Yeah. And that's just not good enough for something you want to carry around. Whereas the from the XL onwards, as far as I can tell, they're yeah. all
1: loads yeah. better. Yeah, I mean, the, new, the smaller new 3DS is a lower battery life than the bigger one. But only, does by, it have, only by an hour. How does it
0: compare to the XL?
1: I think it's about the same. Like, that's for, fine. For, from just general play, it's that's about the
0: same. That's fine, because I just basically, I don't want to go back, because I'm rubbish at remembering to plug it in, and there's nothing <laughs> worse than realising you haven't saved your game, and it's run out of batteries in your bag. I was
1: on a long-haul flight lately, and I played about seven continuous hours of Bajora's Mask in 3D before it conked out, and I was like, that's acceptable.
0: That's That's, that's good. That's pretty good. Cool that chat. is good. Uh, Man of Snowball asks, recently became a 3DS owner, how do I get over the overwhelming sense of shame slash embarrassment when using it on public transport?
1: I had this today because the funny thing about handheld consoles in general is that when you go abroad, like abroad abroad, like to to Japan, basically, yeah. I'm saying to Japan, because in Japan everyone has one, and uh, there's there's this this you bring out your DS or whatever, and three or four other people in the train were playing it, and uh, when you're here, everyone else is on their phone, yeah, behind a newspaper, and you feel like a child bringing out a games console and sitting there playing it, um. I have found a really useful thing to do is to um, try and make out like what you're doing is not a video game like that you're that's like a palm pilot or something and you're just like checking email on it or something what's
0: well, I playing I was, like, was checking your watch yeah <gasps> yeah <laughs> oh,
1: just so like busy. trying trying not to look too into it like I try and like genuinely control my facial expression <laughs> while I'm playing so I'm not like tongue out the corner of my mouth staring at the screen I'm just like you know trying to look calm whilst
0: I know what you mean having
1: an amazing experience because there was a period
0: where like I remember there was a period where like everyone like it was the DS Lite the DS Lite was huge and, and
1: people were doing brain training you got train lots and stuff, of people yeah.
0: getting them out on the bus and trains and actually I've, I've told this anecdote before but I, I loved it it was such a turning point was having a girl tugging on her mum's arm on the bus and pointing at me and saying mummy why is that man playing on a DS
1: really and goodness. it was like
0: because in her mind DS was something that little girls played goodness and I that's thought nice, isn't fucking it? yeah, yeah. and I just thought part of me thought fucking yeah that's awesome that a little girl is going why is a man playing video games why is a giant
1: like adult (laughs) man playing
0: games men don't play video games (laughs) I thought that was adorable but also I kind of thought part of me was like fuck you I've been playing these things my whole life (laughs)
1: Come on over to play, play my little plastic thing me on the bus?
0: I've been playing so many plastic things my whole <laughs> life. You don't have a clue. This is just the latest of many. Um, but uh, yeah. So
1: yeah, control your facial expression. That's it how does I, depend that's
0: on the game. I'm cool with most things. I've been playing another thing I talked about in the past, actually, which is on sale at the moment. Uh, Danganronpa is on oh, is sale on shit. PS Vita. Danganronpa it, is, good is good shit. It is good shit. But it's one of these games where like for... Everything it does in it for like everything you do doesn't it you think wow that's really cool that's really good it does something else that you go oh that's really embarrassing
1: it's a very embarrassing anime game
0: it is like- but it's one of those things where sometimes it handles things really well in a really interesting way and sometimes it, it handles things catastrophically badly and I won't say what because so much of it is related to spoilers but I had a few people I was like yeah first chapter had some stuff in it I found quite problematic but overall really good and then a few people were like yeah there's some other stuff with the handling of a character that is really bad and I was like I don't know what I'm talking about and then I get to it I'm like oh, that's what they were talking about. Like, yeah. So it's one of those things where like...
1: But I mean, I find it was almost ironic. But I know it's not because it's Japanese and Japanese games don't have irony.
0: There are elements of it that are. And that's what yeah. I liked about it. Some of the stuff I thought was embarrassing, I thought, you're playing with me. You know I thought that. That's very clever. But then in some other stuff I just sort of thought, no, this is just a bit embarrassing. And like, you're kind of waiting for a punchline and it doesn't come. And you're like...
1: Ew. Do you know, I think there's... Um, I don't want to offend people who like anime because I liked anime until I was about 20, like passionately. But I feel like the anime uh, tropes are quite restrictive sometimes in japanese style games but it
0: felt like in but a lot of the time it was playing with those a lot tropes.
1: of the time it what and that's why it's good but it's still It's still like doing the thing it's taking the piss out of a lot of the time, you know? And I find that a lot of anime-based games have this problem where even when they try to be a little bit like nudge, nudge, wink, wink, it's still very adolescent. It's like you're
0: still doing it, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, most, you know, Japanese anime is designed for adolescents. It's that classic, having
0: your cake and eat it, really. Yeah,
1: it's designed for adolescent boys and it's difficult to work within the kind of anime... I mean, obviously, many people have done it and done it beautifully and there's loads of Japanese animation that isn't like anime, you know? Yeah. But um, there is a certain kind of... Genre of Japanese animation that is it's very difficult to work within that genre and use the tropes of that genre and not be quite adolescent yeah and there's nothing wrong with being adolescent but that is just what it's like and that's the thing is it's
0: like I'm enjoying the game a lot it's really very good a lot of what it does is excellent but at the same time it's one of those games that when you're playing I play it on like in a public transport when you're playing on the tube and you've got people sitting next to you you just sort of feel like (laughs) oh you this just is my cartoon. It's like game. every time people sit down next to you, you want to go, look, I know, that, <laughs> I know you were looking over my shoulder then, and I know it had a picture of like a girl crying on a bed with an upskirt, fancy <laughs> shot, but it just does that from time to time. And I don't agree with it, but there's some other really interesting elements in this game, and it's actually very good. Oh, and dear. it's just like it's one of these things where you just I end up just feeling embarrassed. And I mean this is what I've talked about so many times in the past. That's why it's like. That's why people get really defensive when people talk about things and go, oh, you're trying to censor game It's like, no, I'm just I want them to be I want them to be good, but like not. I don't have to fall back I on that stuff. They just have don't to have be, to. I don't, I don't ever feel like anything should be embarrassing on public transport.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's like when you're... <laughs> when you're. Uh, so the we do anime reviews on Kotaku quite a lot. And uh, I read almost everything that goes up on Kotaku now because I have to change the colours into colours and the eyes into eyes with an S. Sure. And uh, so the anime reviews I find really entertaining because invariably about two-thirds of the way through our guy Richard Eisenbeis, who does most of our anime reviews will be like... Yeah, so there's a lot of underage girls in revealing outfits in this, and you just, thats just, I mean, it's just a thing that's in literally every review. Like, yeah, so there's quite a lot of fan service with the young girls, and it's a bit uncomfortable. Every review. And you do think, this is really a pattern. Like, you, come on, yeah. you've got to recognize that this is a pattern. It's just its just one of those things where so it's Does mean like, you can't enjoy it? It just means that you're like aware of that being I think the it's thing. one of those things
0: where a lot of people say, well, I'm a hot-blooded male, and I like that sort of thing. And it's like, yeah, it's fine, but like it's the same reason that you wouldn't, for example, sit on the tube and just start watching porn.
1: Yeah, and yeah. it's like
0: it's a bit it's a bit frustrating when you're playing a game which isn't really about that, and all of a sudden the problem is with it is often you have patches of like two or three hours where nothing questionable whatsoever will and appear And then someone's on the watching
1: suddenly. And then out of
0: nowhere, you just have within five minutes you just have loads of stuff. You're just like, oh god, this is. And you don't know when it's going to happen. And it, it, when it starts happening, when you're like in public, or like when you're, you know, sitting next to a loved one, or, or just surrounded by strangers that people can see the screen, it's just very embarrassing. It should come up with like a little thing, like a little in the corner of the screen, just a little pink <laughs> icon or something, a little circle, just to be like oh something sexy is going to happen in the next few minutes, just so I could be like, all right. And then that would actually solve the game for me. I just go, all right, I'm not going to play it now. I'll put it back put on the way. Away. Play like, it alone. It's like, like I play it at home when I'm on my own, when there's there's no one to bathe in my embarrassment. But you
1: know, I thought like Catherine was a game that was very much within the anime style. Could you imagine
0: if that was handheld? That would make it such a
1: different game. It would be. And it would game. not,
0: I would not like it as much. Well, the because puzzles
1: I, as well, like the puzzles. Yeah. I can imagine the 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 cube, you know, the kind of cube. Well, what I loved about
0: Catherine was there was something about it that was quite seedy and it was It
1: just, was, but the thing is, right, okay. But it was supposed to be. That's exactly, yes, that's exactly Like it was seedy, it was sexy, but it was like supposed to be kind of but you were supposed to sit and, and play
0: it on your own yeah and it, asked, it would ask you very pointed questions that were not questions about what you want to oh do in the God. game and it was we've like had this, me,
1: we've had this we've had this conversation before haven't we Yeah, okay, have, have. I'm sure yeah but um, you know sitting with uh, in my living room you know when my partner would wander in and just watch me play for a bit and then it would come up like do you believe that long term monogamy is possible <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> <And you're> like, <laughs> this is not a good time
1: <laughs> PlayStation 3 this
0: isn't a good time exactly,
1: like, can, can we talk about this later yes <laughs> you know and it was really funny like and it, it says things like you know, do you prefer like do you consider like the, one of the questions I swear was could one person ever satisfy you sexually yes or no yeah. it was like oh my god
0: that's the funny uh, thing is it's like, the, the thing is do you watch porn regularly yeah um yeah we, with Catherine game. it was like you were sitting down on your own in your own home and you were playing a game knowing that this was a game about infidelity and lust. Yeah. And that yeah. was fine. Whereas the thing is, this is Danganronpa. What's it about? It's about some school kids. It's go, school kids. They get locked in a school. In and it. they have to murder someone to escape. Wow. Does it have some sexy stuff in it? Well, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, I like,
1: but it's really lame sexy stuff as well. It, it, it is, is pretty, pretty weak.
0: Sexy. It's not real sexy. Uh,
1: one, one of the Catherine questions that I thought was good was, it was basically, have you ever, ha- it was essentially, have you ever had a rape fantasy? But the game never asks you what gender you are. And I thought that was a really interesting question because... There's no way, like you'd see the results of like mm. which people have said yes and no, but there was no way of knowing whether those people were fantasizing about being raped or fantasizing about being a rapist, you know. And I yeah. thought that was a, such an interesting question because you didn't know like the gender balance of that, and you didn't know. Oh, I was just I, all the questions in that game had so many facets to them, and you'd look at the answers and what people because it said. came out
0: now must have been about four years ago, and it's weird that no one like I'm surprised we haven't seen more games tap into that idea of being like having a game, having a theme, and then rather than like. I mean, it all it's sort that. of
1: like proto telltale, did you do this did I you guess the do but it's about Twitter, you it's about
0: you yeah. and I, I just love the idea it's of not like, about the
1: guy in the game it's not about Victor it's, it's like, like you
0: it's basically like I think the, Catherine for me felt like the closest video game has ever got to being like a self-contained book club of being yeah. like hey we finished this chapter what do you think about the themes? And then how they, well, yeah, how but, do you relate to But them there, there
1: are also so many characters in it who were because they had Victor who was the classic emerging adult, I don't know what to do with my life, should I get married or shit. He's a loser really. Yeah, yeah. he is a loser. And then they had the classic like 21-year-old, I've just had sex with a woman, guy. Yeah. And then there was like a few other people who were sort of somewhere in between or like the, a broken-hearted divorcee was one of the Yeah. And it, you it just all all they it. all had different yeah. attitudes to to relationships. And I was like 20 or 21 when I played that game and I was very much at the stage where I was like what do I want from my life and from relationships and it really spoke to me on all these levels that weren't about the game that's the thing that's cool about it yeah. and also it wasn't a game where it was like do you cheat on your girlfriend or don't yeah. you which is how they marketed it and it just wasn't that game it wasn't all. that game I think no. was, that
0: was fascinating about there it. there was it, no
1: moral at the end it was like oh you're bad the story in
0: itself the story was actually not that good it was more than it was just like, it used the story think, to make yeah. you think.
1: Anyway, we, Sorry, we went off a massive yeah, tangent about Massive Catherine. tangent, but it's What were we even talking about before Catherine? Whether the new 3DS is worth it.
0: Yeah, so that's uh, yep. obviously, yeah. Yep. Um, Monster Hunter. Good anyway. Chat. Um, finally, a very quick question. Luke Summerhays asked, do you have any moral objections to the apparent glorification of big game hunting Monster Hunter exhibits? I don't think that's true. I just don't think, I mean, <laughs> that's kind of a loaded question because it, it suggests that uh, Monster Hunter glorifies big game hunting.
1: I do have a moral view on it which is that it is the proper primal hunter thrill of going out and killing something and making trophies from its face. And nothing's dead. Yeah. The beautiful ecology of the world has been preserved.
0: I do think it's a bit weird. I do, I especially like it's I, a
1: conquering. I, thing,
0: I find though. it bizarre that people are still like for fun going out and getting guns and shooting things dead.
1: That's messed up in real life. It's just like there are so many other. It, you can shoot much more interesting things in not real life.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> precisely. I did realize at one point years ago that Monster Hunter was a bit fucked up when I basically was going out hunting a monster fully clad in armor made from dead versions of it. I was like, that's got to be intimidating. You just walk up to a monster and you're just wearing its mum's hey head. Hey, guys,
0: I'm wearing your mum.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just thought, this is a fucked up game. Actually, like, that's kind of dark. Your
0: mum sends her regards. <laughs> She's my trousers. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But, uh, yeah, no, there's no moral problems with killing dragons. It's fine. It's fine because they're not real. Or if they were real, then no one can remember them. So... <laughs> It's fine.
1: If they were real, they're now extinct.
0: They're gone now. So
1: hunting's fine. So hunting's fine. That's very paradoxical, isn't it? It is. Great. Sort of.
0: Anyway, that's been a slightly longer, unbelievably, in the episode in which we only talk about one game. It's a good 15 minutes longer than most normal episodes. But hey, that is the nature of Monsanto. For those of you still listening, you probably like Monsanto, so it's fine. (laughs) Those are people who are still listening to it, despite the fact they don't like Monsanto, you probably need to... Take a step back and look at what you're doing with your life.
1: Must have been a boring commute. It
0: must have been a really long, dull commute. Or we're
1: just really interesting. Even (laughs) about things. I don't know how interesting we can be about Monster Hunter. One or the
0: other. But uh, we will continue, hopefully, next week with just going back to normal, talking about a variety of games. Although, secretly, we'll probably still be thinking about Monster Hunter. (laughs) Goodbye.
1: Goodbye.